everybody. Welcome to episode 160 of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and listening. This is our... 14th part in a multi-part series as we feature all month long women in youth ministry, those that are serving, leading. We want to celebrate and encourage those. And so we thank you for checking in. This episode is Stephanie Collins all the way from Muncie, Indiana, uh, with a little bit of Oklahoma roots too. And so we're thankful for our friend Stephanie and her sharing of how she accidentally fell in love with youth ministry. It's a great listen. You're not going to want to miss it, but I just want to make sure to remind you of all the things we've got going on this month at Youth Ministry Booster. You want to check out youthministrybooster.com slash giveaway because for hashtag Women in YM Month, we're giving away a subscription to Booster and a subscription box of your choosing, either for you, a woman serving in youth ministry, or to someone who you love who is a woman serving in youth ministry, which is why you can play along at home. You'll see the contest things there at the giveaway, but also on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Tag somebody with hashtag women in YM, a woman in ministry that has meant a lot to you as we celebrate this October month of pastor appreciation by focusing, celebrating, and encouraging women in youth ministry. We hope you enjoy this series of interviews. Up next is Stephanie Collins, interviewed by our own Chad Higgins. So enjoy this interview about what it means to fall in love with youth ministry and to be reminded of the call, which is not the same as the job, and that yes, even the tough students often can come around by the grace and mercy of Jesus. Thanks again. I'll catch you at the end. Hello and welcome to Youth Ministry Booster. My name is Chad Higgins. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue to celebrate um, some of the wonderful women in student ministry. We are here with Stephanie Collins. Stephanie, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. So tell us a little bit about yourself, like who are you, where are you from, what's that all look like? Yeah, so I um, am currently the next gen pastor, which is my official title, um, at a church called The Gathering in Muncie, Indiana. Uh, We are affiliated with the Church of God out of Anderson, Indiana, and so we're kind of a Wesleyan movement. Um, I am over actually kids, youth, and small groups at our church, and so I have a broad range of things, but youth ministry is definitely like where my heart is at um, right now, and um, I'm just really enjoying it. I've been there three and a half years. This is my first ministry job out of seminary, and so I'm learning a lot. Um, I'm enjoying it and just really loving uh, student ministry right now. That's awesome. So where did you do your seminary work at? Yeah, I did it at Anderson University in Indiana. Um, yeah, I did an undergrad degree in Oklahoma City. So, but none of that was actually youth ministry related. <laughs> so that's really funny that um, I didn't. We'll get into this, I'm sure later. But I did not expect to be a youth pastor. So, yes. All right. Well, <laughs> let's not keep everybody waiting. Tell us. All right. Tell us a little bit about like your Genesis story. How did you get here today? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, I went to undergrad at 19 years old to a Bible college in Oklahoma City, um, Oklahoma. And I really felt the call to ministry at 19 and um, immediately felt like I was going to be a senior pastor, which is a thing in our, in our church of God movement. Uh, we affirm women in ministry, at least on paper we do. <laughs> That's a little bit part of my story as well is just the struggle that that has brought me um, trying to be a woman pastor. But um, so I went to, went to school, went to undergrad thinking I'd be a lead pastor and um, got out of undergrad and couldn't find a job. 
um, a lot because I was a woman, even in a movement that affirms women in ministry, it was hard to find a job. And so I went to seminary after that, just kind of trying to, to better myself, to give myself more credentials. Um, and so I got my MDiv at Anderson University and graduated in 2014. And I still could not find a job, which was a really hard and, and sad yeah. part of my story. Um, and so I ended up um, just kind of trying to do whatever I could do in the meantime. And it was about a year later um, that I finally was on um, our Ministry Connector website trying to just apply to any kind of position that I could to just get my foot in the door. Right. Never thought I'd be a youth pastor, but just felt like I've got to do something to kind of get my foot in the door. And I found the gathering and actually had some friends that were the worship pastors here. And so I kind of had a connection, which was great. Um, and through conversations with our senior pastor, just really felt like this is where the Lord was leading. And um, I was just was really trusting God to give me a heart for youth and to give me a heart for the next gen ministry that he was calling me to at the gathering. And so um, never what I thought I was going to end up as, um, but I'm just loving it. I've fallen in love with youth ministry and just really loving um, just the passion and heart that God has given me for teenagers. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm glad that, you know, that entry level position of senior pastor didn't work out for you and you were right. able to, you know, advance past that into student ministry. Yeah. And I just, I feel like that's a, that's a sweet gig for you. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. So next gen pastor, you, you tell me you're enjoying student ministry. Give me like one of your favorite moments so far. Oh man, there's so many. Um, but I think my favorite moment had to be actually last month um, in August. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's a kind of a little bit of a story. So I'll give like the funny parts of the story first. So I came into student ministry three and a half years ago, not knowing what I was getting myself into, but just trusting God in that process um, and had some really tough students the first year that I was in youth ministry. Um, and one of those students was a sixth grader. And he had um, just had some really hard things happen in his life. Um, he got kicked out of Boy Scouts, and that was a pretty traumatic thing for him because he was being bullied. Um, but then the leadership of the Boy Scout people in our community actually just kind of blamed it all on him. And so he had had some really just hard things going on in his life. Um, and his mom called me crying uh, one day because she just knew, like, he really needed a place to belong and a place to fit in and a, a safe place in his life. And we had been having some trouble with him in youth because he was being forced to go. Um, and so she knew that we were having trouble with him. And I just had to tell her, I had to calm her down and just say, listen, whatever he does, like I promise we will never kick him out of this youth group. Like it's never going to happen. He always has a place here. Um, but it was a rough first semester because he would go into our bathroom at the church and we had those like welcome baskets with like hairspray and toothpaste and all that kind of weird stuff that churches do. Um, but we had those welcome baskets out and he would go every youth meeting into the bathroom and like trash our bathroom using our products. And he would like spray hairspray on the mirrors. He would leave us nice presents in the toilet. And the worst part of it was he he would. He ended up starting um, to pee on our floor 
in the bathroom. He would just, yeah, decided that would be a great way to trash the bathroom. And so uh, I still held by my, my, what I had told his mom that we would not kick him out. He still has a safe place here. We did end up giving him a chaperone to go to the bathroom with Mm -hmm. him. Um, but my favorite part of youth ministry was actually a month ago because in the last three and a half years, this youth group has really just taken him in. Our volunteers have loved him well. Um, and kind of we've all in the last three years have just really been, um, praying for his salvation and praying that God would do a work in his heart because he just has a really tough exterior kind of, um, doesn't want to admit that he actually really likes youth group now. (laughs) We've been praying uh, for his salvation. And so uh, last month I got to baptize him. Um, And so that was a really cool mountaintop moment of my youth ministry uh, experience thus far, just to see the transformation in him. Uh, Once, you know, he started, he was hating youth ministry. He was hating his life. Um, He's struggled with depression and, and like I said, being bullied a lot and just to see um, the work that God is, has done and is doing in his life has been my favorite part so far. Wow. What an amazing story of redemption. Yeah. It, it always reminds me like, and it's always so much easier when you're not the youth pastor walking through that. Right. But like anytime I hear a, of a kid, like acting out in that way, like it makes me want to ask those questions of like, why? Where I think like, you know, first or second year youth minister Chad would have not have asked why, but more of like, how do I get this kid to stop like now? Uh, and I think asking those like why and what what's going on in this kid's life that would, you know, lead him to this and acting this way and those kind of things, I think are such important questions. I love that story though, that, <sighs> all right, let's be honest. <laughs> Emotions that are going through your mind morning of baptism what are they oh man i was trying not to lose it did you uh, cry i oh I'm my gosh i cried dude i'm a cry i know i was like i can't understand like it would not come out like i wanted to cry because uh-huh. i was like no, this is an important moment but like i get so overwhelmed in those moments yeah. so like i'm just like this is so awesome but i actually don't think i cried i was just taking in the moment and i i have a picture that someone captured of me getting ready to dunk him. And I just remember looking into this kid's eyes and I said, because God's just really been speaking to me about his leadership qualities. And I said, um, I said his name and I said, Hey, I just want you to know, I think God really wants you to know this morning that you can change the world. And he hadn't looked at me until that moment. Like he was just kind of in his own little bubble, but he looked up at me and somebody captured that moment. And so that was really cool. But just, yeah, so many emotions thinking about the past that I've had with this kid and thinking about the future that I feel like God says that he has. Um, I really believe he's actually called to, to ministry. (laughs) Um, And he actually gave his first sermon in our youth group um, before his baptism. So that was really cool too. Um, And so just the, just, just can't wait to see what God continues to do in his life. That is really cool. Well done. Well done. Those are, I love those kind of stories. Like, you know, like those great youth ministry moments and nothing against them. I'm just like the funny camp moment or whatever. Like those are great. Right. But man, just hearing these like stories of just like authentic, true life change, like yeah. so powerful. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned a time where you're struggling to find like a ministry job. 
And I'm sure that we have many listeners that may be in that same boat or may even have a job right now, but know they need to leave and, you know what I mean? Those kind of things. If you could go back in time, sit down with Stephanie, who's frustrated that you don't have a job yet, what advice would you give her? Man, um, I remember I was working in a hospital and I had just gotten the call from a church that they, they actually told me point blank they weren't going to hire me because I was a woman. And, you know, no matter what your situation is, male or female, we all have those moments where we are told no right. and for a moment that's out of our control. Um, and and I, I was crying on the bathroom floor of this hospital that I was working in. Uh-huh. And um, just didn't believe God's promises to me anymore. Um, was really struggling to believe that I was actually called to this still. And so if I could go back in that moment and just speak words over my life, I think it would be, um, you are called and, and God has chosen you. And I know it doesn't seem like it right now. I know you can't see your way out of this. You can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but um, God has a purpose for your life and he wasn't lying. He wasn't joking when he called you to this, um, but just keep trusting him, keep putting your faith in him. And I, I promise you it's going to work out. I just really believe that um, in the middle of those hard circumstances, people just need to remember and be spoken over. Like God still has a plan. Mm. He still has a purpose and he has still called you um, and just don't give up in that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll leave us with this thought today that I think probably each of us need to hear and be reminded of exactly the kind of that wisdom that you would tell yourself. Um, but I would love the opportunity just to say to each of you listening today to be able to look in your eyes and say that I believe that you can change the world. So no matter where you're at, know that the students that you're ministering to and that you're working with, no matter how frustrating and how isolated and how alone you may feel in the process, uh, that God's not done. And so thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity uh, to just get to, to sit with you, be in your earbuds today. We hope that you join us back tomorrow. All right, there you go. That's our interview with Stephanie Collins from Muncie, Muncie, Indiana. Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing honestly about the feeling of call and the struggle that sometimes comes with the job that is not the call. Uh, thank you for your insight, your wisdom, and your encouragement that we too can fall in love with youth ministry all over again. So wherever you're at today, listener, however you're serving in youth ministry, check your heart and know that youth ministry is worth falling in love with and so much more than any kind of job. If you enjoy this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure to rate, subscribe, review on Google Play, Spotify, Apple iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate your listenership. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, Facebook Youth Ministry Booster Podcast, and Twitter Ministry Booster. We'd love to hear from you in our hashtag Women in YM series, and we'll see you back tomorrow. I'm going to turn your world upside down. I'm going to show you.